0: Great, okay, so hi everyone. My name is Sonia Jean Kilbrew, and I'm starting this oral history project called Black America and COVID. And my goal is to get these recordings into the Smithsonian Museum of African-American History and Culture. So I'll just say a little bit, I started this project in Black History Month of February, 2022. And I've been asking people who identify as black or black American to share their experience during the pandemic and to talk about people who they sadly lost to COVID-19. And I'll just tell a little bit about myself. I'm a black American. I'm a fourth generation teacher. Actually, my mom is a Jamaican immigrant. She's Jamaican American. She's a retired teacher. Her mother was a teacher in Jamaica for 20 years. And she retired in New York. And also, my great-grandmother was a teacher in Jamaica. She was actually Irish, part Irish and part Black Jamaican. And when she got married, she had to stop working because it wasn't considered respectable for women to married women to work in the 1800s, which I thought was ironic because my mom started working after she got married in the late, very late 1900s. So today, I'm really excited to talk to my second cousin, Frank, our grandfathers were brothers in Jamaica, Owendale and Stanley Dale. So thank you, Frank, so much for your time. And please say your name.
1: My name's Frank, Frank Brown, Jr. Um, and uh, yeah, my name's Frank Brown, Jr. Thank you. <laughs>
0: And do you identify as black or African-American or Jamaican-American?
1: I, I identify as African-American.
0: Great. And would you tell us if you sadly lost someone to COVID-19?
1: Uh, yeah, there, there have been a couple of close, not, yeah, a couple, luckily not too close, but close enough, um. Situations that I've had uh, COVID nineteen uh, definitely played a large part. Um, actually, oh, I was just on the phone with my my roommate, whose aunt sadly passed away. Interestingly enough, after two weeks, two weeks, I'm sorry, she went in the hospital a week after he and I were discussing vaccinations versus non vax and. Come to find out that he himself, his cousin, and his aunt—they run a business in the, in Philadelphia. And after we had the discussion about vax versus non-vax, he calls me back a week later to tell me that his aunt was in the in the hospital, and he, his aunt, and his cousin who run this business, uh, and they're in people's homes regularly. Uh, they are not vaccinated. They they had no intention of getting vaccinated and sadly she passed about two days later after she went she got very ill very quickly she was she was elderly um so there's others there's another story of of a a friend of ours friend of the family he caught it early on and he he's a father husband he is he and his wife had two girls and um, it's funny, his, our, our fathers, meaning his father and my father grew up together, and they were very close, and he passed away. He was one of the first deaths that I had experienced with um, due to COVID-19 very early on, very early on. There's, there's uh, I mean, do, would you like me to list? all or, <laughs> you, yeah. or, or is there anything specific? Um, there's now there, there's a kind of a monumental situation. This is what I kind of mentioned in the pre-interview sorts. I know a gentleman, 51 years old, down in South Jersey. He He's pretty good shape. Not not obese, no pre-existing health conditions. And he was fifty he's fifty, he was 51 years old, contracted COVID-19, went to the hospital, got very ill very fast. Now this is this is a this is only three months ago. Three months ago, non non-vaccinated. Meanwhile, at the same time that this was going on, my wife's, follow me now, my wife's mother's aunt, my wife's mother's aunt. My wife's wife's mother is 89. Her, Her aunt is 105. I was at her 100th birthday, and around the same time this 51-year-old gentleman went in the hospital and his girlfriend was making calls telling us it didn't look good, Um, my wife's mother's aunt, my wife's great aunt went into the hospital at 105, vaccinated, lungs started filling with fluid. Usually when that happens, that's the onset of pneumonia. Most people can't battle back from pneumonia. I've had pneumonia. I was, this was about eight, nine years ago, maybe a little longer than that. And it was really bad. It, it was, and I have no pre-existing conditions and it was tough. This woman's 105. And she went to the hospital and they were calling us, telling us, oh my goodness, um, things don't look good. Well, she's 105. None of us were sitting around going, oh, how could this happen? Oh my God, what are we going to do? She's, uh, she's got so much life in her. She's, 100, she's, she's very aware. The gentleman who was not vaccinated passed away. The 105-year-old aunt is home now. I mean... They never said the vaccinations would keep you from getting it. What they did say is if you get the vaccination, you have a much better chance of beating COVID-19. So there's a lot of conspiracy theories regarding things being put in our bodies to track us. Well, guess what? Easy pass tracks us. Your cell phone that, that, that tracks us. I mean, they have weight that, The FBI, that's their job, is to find us. (laughs) You you do a crime, they're going to get you. You you may have a long run at at being free, but eventually you'll get caught. It's very few people that don't get caught if that's what you're worrying about. The real thing is (laughs) life or death. Which which do you want to choose? And we're all vaccinated people. We've been vaccinated. From the time we were born, there was, that's why babies have to go back for rounds of shots to be vaccinated. You can't go to school without being vaccinated. So there's a lot of different conspiracy theories. And, I, and there's always conspiracy. There's always conspiracy. It's what, it's what, that's, what you know, that's what people do. But that's the most prolific story that I have regarding COVID. Because if a 105-year-old woman can come home and she's still at home, and a fifty-one-year-old man passes away. I mean, there's a big, there's a big, uh, there's a big lesson in that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that's, because I I knew him, I knew him pretty well, and that shook his family up a, a lot. His girlfriend actually ended up going to the hospital too. She Thank came you. home, she got out, but uh, he did not. He did not make it.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing that story with me. My mom, I helped her set up Zoom, so I went to about eight Zoom funerals with her. A lot of her peers who are retired and older than her passed away in 2020 and in 2021. So thank you for sharing that.
1: Oh, no problem at all. No problem at all. It's tough. It's a tough one. Um, and we're still, of course, we're still in it. They're mm-hmm. lifting, they're lifting different things as far as masks ruling you know as far as rules for masks right now um, and of course you know we still have to take precaution we have to deal with what we're dealing with you got to be careful still big crowds and things like that but it's um it, it is what it is
0: thank you thank you for your time Frank
1: oh you're welcome you're welcome you're um, welcome
0: I'll send you the audio and- and I'll, hopefully this will be in the Smithsonian. I don't know how long it'll take, but that's, um, it'll be on the podcast where I'm storing them as an archive until I can get it into the museum.
1: So. How are you going about getting into the museum?
0: I'm, I've been asking people I know if they can help me. I guess I could just write a letter to them, right, and just ask them. I mean, email them. People don't write letters anymore. I could email them and ask them. Okay, and I, um, I went to share. So I got the Pfizer vaccine and the booster shot and I started teaching in person. And I don't know if I got it in class, we all wear masks. So if I got it on the subway in New York City but when I did get COVID in, at the end of January, um, it was like a cold. So I was sneezing, runny nose and I had shortness of breath. So I had to stay home from work for, I had to quarantine for 10 days. And then it went away. So I I didn't have to go to the hospital. I didn't um, lose consciousness. I think it's probably because I got the vaccine. And I wanted you to share if you got COVID and and how was your experience?
1: Well, what's interesting is um, the first year when COVID was, what was that, 19, 2019? um, They, one day I was at work and um, I felt weird. And this was January. So this is, they didn't deem this COVID 19 until that March. So, January, I was planning to go to a, a, a big uh, show in Anaheim, California that I go to every other year, which is a, a merchandise show, merchandising, music merchant, merchants show in Anaheim called NAM. National Association of Music Merchants. And I felt strange. And I felt like my head was going like this. As I sat still, it felt like my head was going like this. And I felt a little short of breath, but I was coughing. I had a live show to do that, that evening, which was a half hour news show, which I do. And I'm, I tell my production manager, I say, hey, listen, I think you need to find somebody to fill in for me for tomorrow. I said, I don't feel well. She looked at me and she said, you don't feel well yet? You call, you need to call tomorrow? I said, yes. She said, have you ever called out since I've worked here? And she had worked there five years and we had started this whole production uh, for PBS, eight years, it had been running eight years, so it was three years prior. To, I'd been there from day one. I said, I haven't called out of work for illness in over 20 years. And she looked at me and went, wow. And she said, okay. So then I get in my car after we do the show. I'm driving on the New Jersey Turnpike. And I'm in the middle lane. And cars are going by me. I'm like, what's everybody's rush? Like, what's going on? And I looked down at my speedometer. Now I'm on the New Jersey turnpike doing 45 miles an hour. Cause I was out of it. So I sped up, got to the, to the slow lane, just really woke. Like I was obviously in a fog and I got it together, got home, got in the bed. I was in the bed six days, not knowing what was going on, but I was very full of, you know, Mucus. I'm taking this mucinex, and I'm, you know, coughing. Cough is waking me up in the in the night, and then, you know, January, February got you know we got through February and March came, and here's this pandemic, this COVID nineteen thing, and they're giving the symptoms, the symptoms, and I'm saying, I had that. That's what I had. Okay, so I had it. And this was of course pre vaccination. So then after that, you know, a year later, we're vaccinated. Um, I start feeling, you know, this is only, you know, a month and a half ago, yeah, a month and a half ago, started feeling weird and um, some coughing. Then I, got sick. I like. I, I felt like I had a cold. I said, I bet you I have COVID. We had home tests. So I got, I, I took a home test. My wife took a home test. We gave it to everybody in the house, all three boys and us and myself, my wife and my young, oldest son had COVID. But we were all vaccinated. And um, I had symptoms for one day. That's it. The next day, I, and I was down, like I was, it was man down. I slept most of that day. The next day that was a, that was a Monday. Tuesday, I sat up in the bed most of the day because now I'm quarantining for this, these 10 days. I didn't have to go anywhere, else, luckily. So Tuesday, I'm sitting up watching TV most of the day, eating and stuff. By Wednesday, I went outside. I went outside and walked on the property, just taking in very deep breaths, getting air, clean air into the lungs, very deep breaths. I was probably outside for about 20, 25 minutes, Uh, just glad to be outside and on my feet and just kind of really assessing what was going on what I felt like from Monday, Thursday, I was on my treadmill. I was, I was in, I was in our gym. I was working out, Um, not heavy, but I was working out. Now my wife got it and we believe she, this is, this was her second time and she's had some real residual effects from it as far as her breathing and sleeping on her back. Laying on her back, and this is weeks later. She still really can't. She went to the doctor. He said, that's part of it. So she's not bouncing back as much. But I also think she needs to stay out of the gym and let her respiratory system really recoup and get better. Because she goes to the gym. It's a lot of cardio. It's mostly cardio. It's not lifting. She's on the treadmill. She's doing rowing. She's not letting her car, her, her, her respiratory system heal, and she's not listening to me. I don't know. You know. I don't have an MD. Music is music is what I do, so I just I just stay quiet. I I feel better. She's having residual issues. You guys tell me.
0: Thank you for sharing that. And y'all are in amazing shape.
1: Like Erica's an athlete, so yeah, I mean she's she's in, she's in better shape than I am. But I mean, once again, if I when I recouped from COVID, had it been nice out. couple weeks ago I wouldn't have jumped I road bike I'm I'm a road biker so I wouldn't have jumped on my road bike and done 20 miles 30 miles 40 miles it's all rest that's all cardio yeah legs and cardio right and your respiratory system is the is the basis to this whole cardio thing I wouldn't do it she's jumped oh I gotta go to the gym okay but you still she still can't lay on her back well uh, as far as without getting uh, short of breath, and she says she's not the same in the gym right now. All mm-hmm. like, right, well, what do you need to sit? It's like sit out a good week,
0: right?
1: Sit out a good week, but she can't. Maybe she'll see this tape and she'll listen. I don't know. Yeah. She's not listen to me. I'm like, all right. This, but
0: COVID is serious.
1: When
0: people say it's just a cold, that's no, not no. I no. have shortness of breath just sitting still it was wild
1: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so all I can tell you is uh it is real and um but I don't think that they're trying to kill us off or anything like that.
0: Yeah no. yeah well thank you for sharing that because I do think like it's people because of these these audios and they can hear what it was like and how it felt. Um, so thank you. Thank you Frank
1: You're welcome, you're welcome. Thank you.
0: If you are a Black American and you would like to share your experience living during the COVID-19 pandemic, if you would like to memorialize a Black American who sadly got COVID-19 and passed away or survived, then please email me you can find my email in the show notes of this podcast. And there are also instructions on how you can record a voice memo if you would like to share your Black experience during the COVID 19 pandemic, living, going to school, or working from home. And if you are a non Black American and you'd like to memorialize a Black American who sadly passed away from COVID 19, then also please either email me or record a voice memo per the instructions in my podcast. Thank you for listening. My name is Sonia Jean Killebrew, and this is Black America and COVID.